he did not want to shoot. Versus if you went back and you looked at the games in the Bahamas when we are playing Baja Blast Tech, he's letting those things fly. <laughs> Cal was the coach of, our, of at least my childhood. Uh, I mean, I was always a tubby guy. Um, I was a tubby kid growing up. Just take um, Muhammad Ali at, then, uh, at center. Then you have actually to played for Kentucky, Kentucky University of players. Kentucky. Oh, daggone it, guys. I did not prepare for this. Because they're both going to be key contributors to a national championship team. No, do not tell me to relax, Zach, because I'm all in on this squad, and it's going to happen. What is up, Big Blue Nation? Matt, Zach, BBN here, joined by, unfortunately, just two-thirds of my Twitter best friends, we got Wildcat's tongue, we have Big Blue Bud, and in spirit, we have 270 Bradley Smith, and we are up to no good, a little less no good than usual, because our friend Bradley is not here. We are who, not going to see anything too... Which one of us is going to call some... <laughs> Which one of us is going to call someone a terrorist this episode? Yeah, someone's going to call the terrorist. <laughs> someone's going to have to bring up uh, someone getting killed from like 20 years ago and other stuff like that, or punching children, but... Someone's going to have to start the episode off with a rant. Which one of you guys want to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Might as well. Okay. There you go. Yeah, uh, I'm, do- I'm doing great, uh, Matt. You didn't ask, but we didn't get to that part yet. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, I am. I di- I went to two Reds games this pa- this past weekend uh, against the Blue Jays, and they went 0-2 in the games that I went to. Um, so like, I know that us as Kentucky fans, we're really into, like, mojo and, like, do your part to help the team. I've been to now, I think, five game- five Reds games this year. The Reds are one and four in the games I've been to. Am I allowed to go to any more games this season as a Reds fan? I could care less. Well, like yeah, I mean, put yourself if I if if Kentucky basketball was one and four in the games that I had attended, would I be allowed at a sixth basketball game? Are they all home games? I've only been to home games, yeah. Let's see, oh, that is rough. I say five. Baseball's too random. There's 162 games, you know. Like, think about it. You could start if, the season one and four and then still end the season 20 games over 500. If we make the playoffs, I, I don't care what it does to my bank account. I'm going to a game up in Cincy if they get to play there. But As you should. Yeah, I'm really worried about going back to Great American Ballpark because apparently I'm bad luck and I don't want to be. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Yeah, you're, you're actively hurting your team. Uh, if you're okay with that, then I guess just keep going, you know. If it makes Thanks you feel any better, I, I actively no went to the University of Kentucky for four years and pretty much ruined <laughs> the gold standard the of college basketball. <laughs> you're yeah. the best person to ask because, like, all you people, like, online, whether you're a Kentucky fan or not, that blame, like, Kelo Perry or COVID, it, it's none of that. It's Sack's fault that we suck right now. <laughs> but, hey, as soon as he leaves, we go to Toronto, we do really well, and we actually have hope now. Who would have thought? Hey, we don't suck. He's gone. We don't suck. Buddy, how are you doing? Pretty good. It's um, hot as balls outside, so naturally I'm outside. Um, uh, it's really nice at night, actually. It feels pretty good out here, but it's been infernal all day, every day. Um, but pretty good. New AirPods. Um, other stuff going on. Just uh, kind of waiting for basketball to start. So if, if I could see through this uh, call correctly, 
WT, he had a sugar-free AL8. I had a BlackBerry AL8. It seems like we have to start every podcast with a discussion about AL8. Buddy, are you drinking AL8 over there? I am not currently. If I could, I would. If I were home, I would be. Usually I am. Um, But no, not at the moment. Although I would almost guarantee I drink more than both of you combined on like a regular basis. So it's all right. You got There's some. no chance. Uh, oh. I don't know, WT. I don't know. I'm going to let you, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I drink, I, I can't say the number out loud because my wife listens to this episode, these episodes. I drink, a, yeah. I drink too much ALA. All right, WT, right now then, I'm issuing a challenge, all right, from this recording until the next time we record. Every L8 you drink, you keep the cap, and you uh. hoard them somewhere. And then at the end, when next time we record, we will count our caps, and we'll see who's drank more L8 by next time. Does this so, one count? The one I'm currently you drinking? You know what? You know what? Sure. I'm that confident, and I'm that generous. You can you can have that one. Now, no cheating, no using your wife's L8 caps, no, you know, none of that. <laughs> Just harvest your your caps from, from here to there, including the one you've got, yeah. And we'll see who, who yes, drinks sir. more. Will do. So I've, I, right. have a funny, I have a funny story about this. So freshman year of college, um, I developed my ALA addiction as soon as I stepped foot into the bluegrass. And kind of like how someone who like would be in a frat like would like keep all the boxes of like their natural lights and like pin them to like a wall or something. I kept every ALA bottle that I drink. Not just the cap, <laughs> the bottle. So, like, I had just every single dresser in my, like, tiny little college dorm room um, just absolutely toppled with ALA, empty AL8 bottles. And I probably had, like, 100 or 200 in a couple months, and then I just ran out, like, a shelf space. Um, but, yeah, I I feel like I immediately, if I, if I kept that going, I would just be like, whoa, like, turn around, look behind me right now. Like, I got all of you guys smoked. Or what I could do is pretend, like, I just started. And then show you my collection of empty bottles after like a week and be like, look how many I drink. I feel like you should be on like one of those channels where people have to like go into their house and clean up their messes because like things have gotten out of control. (laughs) Yeah, 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 the hoarders. (laughs) Except it just like conveniently works out with the L8. Like actually you're a slob, but um, it just so happened to be with L8 bottles. Is that what's happening here? No, I actually, I'm a very clean person, (laughs) at least for like a 22 year old man. Yeah. Um, or twenty-two year old boy, as I feel sometimes. But yeah, I were you I planning feel like I'm on very doing clean. something? I with just them? really liked AL8, and I like had to embrace it. I was like, hey, I know I'm not from Kentucky, but look, I I drink the same stuff you guys do. Accept me, please. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, might I be you. something deeper there. We'll we'll have to dig so into a, that one day. You're but... being a pick me. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, something we do need to dig in. Um, we're we're like prime off season right now, and I wish we had stuff to talk about um, for a couple reasons. One, it would be more fun if we had more conversations to actually talk about. But two, Twitter gets a little crazy when there's nothing to talk about because they make things to talk about. Like, was John Wall good at basketball? I'm paraphrasing a little bit. I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Um, shout out our guy, Justin Rowland, a uh, friend of the program. I'm not sure if he's a friend of the program or not, if he actually listens or not. But uh, he one time did DM me and called me a quote-unquote, a fun foulow. 
So Justin Rowland <laughs> knows a lot of ball, and he thinks I am a good Twitter follow or formerly Twitter follow. So I like J. Rowe for that reason. Um, we also better like J. Rowe because our entire football team in about like 20 years is going to be filled with his offspring. So His offspring? Yeah, doesn't he have like 11 <laughs> kids or something? Holy crap, what? I didn't know that. Really? I thought that was common knowledge. Yeah, he oh has like God. an entire football team worth of kids. I was like, what the hell are you talking about, offspring? <laughs> but <laughs> but that makes so much more sense. Wow, no, I didn't know that. No, no I love uh, He says dad like of six. Fantastic follow. Dad of six? You said 11. Okay, six is not six is not that bad. 11 is crazy. I thought it was He 11. looks young. He might still be, be uh, maybe he's, churning maybe him out. He's getting there. Yeah, he's halfway there. <laughs> he's working on it. Yeah, Anyways, no, I love J-Row. Yeah, J-Row had a tweet, so we're not calling him out. We're not trying to say he's this terrible person or anything like that. He had a tweet, and I think it – no, <laughs> J-Row. Um, <laughs> anyways, I think the tweet was something like, give us like a hot take that will have you – and, you know, it's like that one meme where a guy's like 100 different like swords pointed at him. Um, what's a what's a Kentucky basketball take that'll have you like this? And he had several takes, and some of them I thought were fair, or at least like eh, I could see why you think that. The first one, John Wall, is overrated. John Wall, the guy from Do the John Wall, very good song, um, made Kentucky cool again. It was Cal's first one and done at Kentucky? got us to an Elite Eight, set a culture for one-and-dones to come to Kentucky and just dominate and then go to the pros and dominate there as well. Um, and just undoubtedly, I, w- I would say, a top three player in the Cal era at Kentucky. If you had to make a Mount Rushmore, he would have to be up there. So how can this guy be overrated? So I'm going to just kind of get in J. Rowe's lens. Um, you know, John Wall is currently at the point where I think we he's he's almost like vintage Cal era, you know? Like, it's been over a decade. Um, his NBA career is almost over. Uh, you kind of romanticize it. You know, we're in a bad era. Oh, I want to go back to when it was fun, you know? And it was just John Wall dunking on everyone. But there were more than just dunks. He had a lot of turnovers. He wasn't a great shooter. He had a stacked roster, and despite being the best player on a very stacked roster, they couldn't make it to a Final Four. I don't, I'm don't. i personally not going to go as far as saying that he was overrated, in my opinion, although I kind of see what Jero is going for. What do you guys say? Here's what I think. John Wall, it, it, when it comes to John Wall in Kentucky, you kind of have to separate when you're looking at him John Wall, the basketball player, and John Wall, the Kentucky Wildcat, if that makes sense. As a basketball player, I mean, let's look at, I'm looking at his, like, per game stats. 16.6 points per game, 6.5 assists per game, 1.8 steals per game, shot 32, 33% from three. It's, like, not awful. 75% from the free throw line, uh, shot 46% from the field. Like, those are all fantastic numbers when you add in that he was, like, playing 35 minutes a game on a team that went uh, 35-3. and Like, he was the best player on what was, for most of the season, the best team in the country. Like, they were the number one overall seed going into the tournament. Um, So, they were second in the final AP poll 
before, and that's with not even making it to the Final Four. So, uh, as a basketball player, I think he is rated. I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's underrated. Uh, <laughs> I think he is. <laughs> is the it's a joke that Buddy made on Twitter, but like I think he is what he is. I don't, I, I don't think he's overrated. But John Wall, the wild, the Kentucky Wildcat. I don't think anyone could ever overstate the impact John Wall had on Kentucky basketball. He took a team that went to the NIT, a team that was the embarrassment of like the Blue Bloods in 2009 with Billy Gillespie, uh, and he along with Cal and along with Boogie and all those other guys, but he was like the front guy. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, turned Lexington, Kentucky into the coolest college basketball location in the country overnight. Like he showed up and all of a sudden Kentucky was the place to be. Everyone was watching. Everyone across the country cared whether they liked us or they hated us. They cared about Kentucky basketball because of John Wall. So the impact he had on our program is unmeasurable. I don't think you can overrate that. So before we get to like his impact overall, if we're talking purely basketball player, are y'all if you are, if you had to get one season from a point guard, are you taking sophomore Ulysses or freshman Wall? That's a tougher question. I'm going right into we're it. just talking. I'm going right into it. Oh, that's a harder question. Now. Yeah. So this is where once you start changing the context between if he's overrated or not, like if you. Like, he definitely goes on the Mount Rushmore, like you said, because of the Kentucky Wildcat that he is, like WT said, which, you know, well put. Um, but if you start ranking him against all the other point guards and then you put him number one, then he might be overrated. So, like, it all depends on your on your context there. Um, but that is a hard question. So, freshman wall, sophomore Ulysses. Probably sophomore Ulysses for me. I mean, you guys know my favorite, like, stats of all time. Like, the best and second best assist-to-turnover ratio in the Cal era are both owned by Tyler Ulis. If you take Tyler Ulis's freshman year turnovers and add them to his sophomore year turnovers, he still has less than John Wall just had in one single year. Now, I'm seeing lots of arguments. It's like, oh, if Wall had a sophomore year, he'd be way better. Well, of course, because he was, like, already a top 30 player in the NBA by the time he got there. Um, but he didn't have a sophomore year, so I can't judge him on that. I'm not denying that Wall overall for his career is the better basketball talent, became the better basketball player. But in terms of at Kentucky, I do think Tyler Eulis had a better season. I think if you give Tyler Eulis, Patrick Patterson, and DeMarcus Cousins instead of Scalabissier and Marcus Lee – I mean, geez, that team is insane. Here, Can I throw out a bold, like, top five? Top five what? Point guards. Oh, can we? I, I want to stick Are to we, just I guess we'll go right into it. Sure. Right we, have not, we have nothing to talk about. We're in the butt crack of the offseason right now. <laughs> oh, he's just just Ulysses right now for WT. Go ahead. I, I, got, I got one point, then you can do your rankings. When we're just comparing Tyler and John, uh, <laughs> it feels weird calling John Wall just John. Like, that's his name. Just John. Does that, does that sound you weird? His middle name is like, like something. You know, his middle name is something ridiculous. It's like Hildred or something. Something awful. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. It's, if we're just comparing sophomore yeah, Ulysses, I'm telling you. like starting point guard Ulysses versus starting point guard John Wall. Tyler Ulysses averaged more points per game 
more assists per game, uh, just a few less, like 0.3 less steals per game, uh, less turnovers, um, higher three point shooting percentage, uh, higher free throw percentage, like across the board, pretty much he had better stats. And not only was he the sec player of the year, he was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, which John Wall would have been in the running for, but he didn't win it. Um, I think Tyler took a roster where the third best player was Isaiah Briscoe and turned them into an SEC championship team. Like, that is insane. I don't I, I truly don't know if John Wall has that sort of power to take a bad roster and turn them good. He has, he has the potential to take a great roster and turn them into something special, which is what he did. And they just got really unlucky with the matchup they had in the elite eight. Um, but Tyler Eulis had a unique ability to t- make everyone around him way better than they should have been. And you said like Briscoe was the third best player. That's not like even the Briscoe we remember. That's freshman I mean, Briscoe. Freshman Isaiah Briscoe <laughs> was, was not fantastic. Um, like our third best player did not average double digit points. Um, he shot like very poorly overall. He shot forty four percent from the field, thirteen percent from three, forty six percent from the free throw line as a guard. I mean that was Tyler Ulysses' third best player, and, and Briscoe like he didn't space out the floor. Uh, kind of inconsistent handling the ball. Obviously was way out of position. Kind of came in supposed to be the point guard and was put to like the three. Um, like that, that was the third best player and probably the worst front court of the Cal era. I, I do want to kind of go back to Mildred though. Who was the other Kentucky basketball player? We just learned had a really funny middle name. Uh, Reeves, man. I need to make like a matrix between like good basketball players and terrible <laughs> middle names. It's a, uh, it's Dudley. Antonio, Antonio Dudley, Dudley Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't that come out when everyone was like looking at his transcripts and see if he was at like it Illinois did, State yes. or not? <laughs> yes, his transcripts were online. It was like, wait, Dudley? <laughs> That's his middle name? Jeff Goodman thought he was screwing over BBN by tweeting all that out, but really he just gave us meme material. Oh, you just got dudley man. <laughs> is Dudley the guy from oh. Harry Potter? Is that is it? Is that his name? It was one of the guys. Okay. Is it the brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dudley Durs- yeah, Dudley Dursley. <laughs> I know what I'm tweeting out when whenever like Antonio drops 40 points on like some poor team from like Wisconsin or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, hey, buddy, do you want to do you want to get crazy and give us this list? I I want to get a little bit crazy. Just I just want you to hear me out. Let me. I don't know how far I'm going to go with this list, but I'll just. Can my number one be Fox? No. Then Ulysses. Yes. Then Wall. Then Knight. Then Shea. And then some enormous drop off. And probably um, Kaysen or Hagen's um, there. And then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. If you're asking me, the answer is no. It cannot be. Why not, man? Because I think it goes Ulysses, Wall, drop off. Fox, Knight, Shea, drop off. Probably a second drop off, and then like your, <laughs> yeah, your after Shea, it's a, a huge gap. Such. I actually did this exercise back in January. Um, this would, but I, really, yeah, uh, it's 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 out there. 
Did you have Sovereign Wheeler at four? Um, I didn't have him at four, but I had him higher than I would have him now. Because uh, that's back when he was still playing <laughs> basketball. Um, but right now, here, here's what I'm, I'm going to go through all 12 starting point guards. And this includes Kaysen. Oh, Lord. So this is all 12 starting point okay. guards. Okay. All right. Tyler Ulis, number one. John Wall, number two. Darren Fox, number three. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, number four. Brandon Knight, number five. Wow. Ash- wow. This okay. is the one that's going to give me some hate. Ashton Hagens, number six. Uh, Andrew Harrison, number seven. Kaysen Wallace, number eight. What is, I'm going to stop you right there. What is one thing that Ashton Hagens did better than Kaysen Wallace? He created. He got to the paint. Played defense. And did what? What? Missed layups? He distributed. Turned the ball over? Dude, he went on a tear. Ashton, uh, in that 2020 season, went on a tear where he had, like, double-digit assist games, like, in a ton of games in a row. I- I'm a big Ashton Hagen's truther, and I know that's going to get me hate, but I- I'm a big fan of his. Just signed a one-year contract with, I think, the Raptors. So, good for him. I like Ashton, too. He was he was a favorite player of mine, yeah. but that's... I think that's I lost silly. track. That's right. Continue. I lost with track list. of where I was. You're on. You said like Wallace at like 14 or something <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I have Andrew Harrison, then uh, Marcus Teague, then Savir Wheeler, then Devin Askew, then Ryan Harrow. Wait, did you say Andrew Harrison twice? Uh, I, I may have repeated myself. Uh, I, I lost track of where I was because you so kindly interrupted me to complain. Please. Higgins, Harrison, then Kaysen, you said? I'll tweet it out. You know what? On the, on the Rep to No Good account that uh, one of us runs, and I'm not going to say which one, uh, someone will tweet out all of our lists that we're about to make. I know the quite hilarious password now. Yes. It is quite a funny password. I don't know it. I've, I've sent it to you so many times. I think shared it like four times. But do you all want to Do you know what we do? WT or... Anonymous, anonymous admin of the R2NG account. You are going to tweet out a list, but somehow we're going to come up with one right now. We're going to try to come to a consensus. And somehow we're going to have to agree on it. All right. Oh, we're coming to a consensus. All right. Well, so I far, think, like, so far, we all said Euless over Wall, right? At least. Yeah, but I you had put... you had Wall at three. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds worse when you say Wall at three, but I mean, it's Fox and Euless. I mean. Or what is what is. I'll, I'll ask the same question I asked the WT. What does Fox do better than Wall? Uh, not shoot threes. He's not. Uh, do what? Like they're just as fast. Like that's what Fox was so good at. But like I know, Wall was just stronger. He was more explosive. Fox was more shifty, Wall was more... and mm. Wall was more overpowering with his speed. I'll say that, and it just depends on style of play. I think yeah. with what you would want. I remember an announcer said that once. I was listening to the game, and they were like comparing De'Aaron Fox to John Wall. And John, they said like John Wall was so hard to defend because he was always at a hundred, and Fox was so hard to defend because he could go from a hundred to zero and back to a hundred just like that. Well, Fox just scored better. Fox averaged more points in like five less minutes per game. He yeah, also well, played that, on that offense like sprint. <laughs> I know that offense. Yeah, it's just a different different level. But he was. I mean, even on that offense, he was like the top scorer in like half the games that season 
And then in, you know, the half that he wasn't the lead scorer, he was uh, usually lead assist. I, I think it was only like half of the games where he wasn't lead scorer. He was uh, leading in assist, four or five of those. I don't know. And he's still to this day, which is just a random stat, means nothing really. But still to this day, he's the um, he scored the most points of any freshman in the NCAA tournament, like ever. Oh, like, really? He was he was explosive. Yeah, that thirty nine points he put on UCLA is the most points scored by a, a freshman in the history of the NCAA tournament. You know, I'd, I'd still probably draft Lonzo Ball a few spots higher. I think just <laughs> just have a th- feeling. Has Lonzo ever like been healthy for a matchup with De'Aaron Fox, or does he try to, does he duck those all the time still? They've met a couple times in the NBA, and I'm pretty sure, or maybe it was like summer league, and like De'Aaron Fox just tore him up. Crazy. Like it was something the rookie years. It was either summer league, or I think he might have ducked summer league, and it was their first real game, and Fox absolutely destroyed him. But anyways, we're, <laughs> buddy, can you can you just come down with us and allow Eulis to be one and Wall to be two? Because even just having Eulis above Wall, we're still going to get crucified. We have to make a consensus. Tell you what, we can... Like it won't show up on the. I knew it was. I knew it was. I knew it was unpopular. I knew that it was. I knew there was pushback, and it was an outlier pick to put Fox number one. In reality, I just ride for that team, uh, pretty much no matter what, because that's my favorite team. So I mean, yes, I guess I can. I can negotiate. I can compromise. I, I do have a compromise uh, that I think will work out. It won't show up on the rankings. I'm not like putting spacing differently. But the tier for as far as the tiers go, I think the first, top tier can include all three: Tyler, then John, then okay. oh, absolutely, then Darren, and absolutely. then the drop off. Then the drop. Okay. Yes. Yes. I I personally have De'Aaron Fox on the other side of that drop off before no. another drop off. But I will. You're wrong. I will, meet, I will meet you halfway. All right, number four. Do we have Knight or Shea? So I said Knight when I was starting I said Knight out. Too. I, but he said Shay, and I am really, really high on Shay. Th- Shout out to my uh, fellow ball knower, Fable. Um, so I'm totally okay with Shay at four. The, the the difference is to me, I I, I go Shay at four overnight because I think Shay is better at making other guys around him better. If that makes sense. Um, Knight was score first almost the whole time. Like he got some assists here and there, but like. He he wasn't there to like enhance the play around him. Like he had Terrence Jones, he had Deron Lamb playing with him, Darius Miller, um, but he wasn't there to make them better. He was there to score twenty points. Shea could go and get you twenty points, or he could snake his way to like the rim and then drop it off for whoever he wanted and like make Kevin Knox better, make uh, Hami better, like all that. So. It's close. It just it really made, just depends on style. Richards play. better. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's why I, I will go Knight. Ultimately, what matters is the tournament, and they're both four seeds, both very flawed teams. Brandon Knight hit a shot to knock out the number one team in the country, um, and made his way to a Final Four. Shea lost to a nine seed. Kansas oh, yeah, State. He had a really bad game that game a whole season. Yeah, he had a bad game in the Sweet 16, or maybe just a less than ideal game in the Sweet 16 um, against a nine-seeded Kansas State where Brandon Knight hit the shot of the year against Ohio State to 
get his team into the lead eight and eventually the final four. So that's why I say Can I, I, I suggest another uh, guy for number four? Uh, Shea Gilge- Shea's uh, running mate, uh, Quade Green. <laughs> that's the oh. other thing. Imagine You're if Brandon Wright and Quade were ever on the same team. Would would Quade have ever started a game? The thing is, Quade had... No. Did they come oh, at the same time? Were they both freshmen? Or was Quade... <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were both Dang. freshmen. That that's it. Quade was supposed to be good, and Shea was just supposed to be all right. That's a bad you know? talent eval. My worst take. Around. My worst take. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not the Devin Askew take. Maybe this is my second worst take. I was a huge Quade Green truther. Like I was the happiest oh, dude in the world when he hit that shot to no. beat Vanderbilt in OT. I was like, yes, we're finally breaking. Reminds through. me a lot of uh, such no. a Quade freshman year Emmanuel quickly. For all you Quade <laughs> Green haters. <laughs> We didn't even know oh, who man. Emmanuel quickly was. You yet. know what's crazy? That team gave me so much like stress all year. That team like made my whole fandom more difficult. And that was back then. I we've gone through so much because <laughs> I'd take that. Are team. you talking about the oh, 2018? Man. Yeah. Yeah, that t- with Quade and, and yeah, Shea. that was like right. That was you can't you Shea can't tell me though. One saving. That grace. was when we still thought that like Final Fours were still going to come like every other year. Uh, because we had gone 2015, yeah. then 2016 was rough, then 2017 we were one shot away. So we're like, oh, Final Four is always on the table. <laughs> and then... I mean, it should uh, have been. We had, to play, we had to play Davidson, Buffalo, Kansas State, and Loyola. Yeah. If I remember correctly, like that, that was our path to a Final and Four. And if Loyola had lost, it would have been Ugh. Nevada. <laughs> so, like... It would have been it's the easiest past path yeah, ever God. to a final four. Wait, would that have been wouldn't that be funny if we played Nate Oates at uh Buffalo and then Eric Musselman at <laughs> Nevada in that. the same tournament? <laughs> could have happened, man. <sighs> I've seen that before. That could have happened. That's crazy. Alright, who are we gonna go with? I personally vote Knight. I know well, I'll I'll vote with WT and say Shay. Wow, you flipped. That's all right. We'll put Shea at five or four. I did flip. I was just going off the dome before. Now this was a little more thought. I do like your point about the NCAA tournament. Brandon Knight at five. But yeah, yeah, that is a good point. You find with Knight at five. It's like four and five are so close because they're so different. Play- they're they're different players. It, it, they're not the prototypical point guards. So it's hard to compare them. Okay, so we have this tier one, which is Euless, Wall, Fox, and then tier two, which is Shea and Knight. Before we get into ranking, and then them, we get we to just... tier six. <laughs> just, <laughs> just list jump. everyone in this next tier first, like anyone that we think deserves there. I think Kaysen, T. Definitely. I would put Harrison. I mean, two Final Fours. I'm gonna throw in Ashton Higgins. He, he had some fine. specialty skills. I think he's at the bottom of it. I, I would argue someone else, but we'll get to that. We have Ashton, and then I'm going to throw I'm going to throw 2022 Sabre Wheeler there. I mean, as Bob well. Cousy finalist. And then the, and then the tier after that, it's like Devin Askew, Ryan Harrow, and that that's like Quade Green. Are we including Quade? He never was the primary starter for an entire season. We don't. We could stop at ten. We don't have to get into that tier. Well, this this will get us to twelve. I mean, I would probably put like Dominique Hawkins over all of them. It's true. <laughs> all right, 
my case for number six, I think Cason Wallace is easily the player to take here. I mean, you can get into, like, Teague won the championship, Harrison two Final Fours, was a part of a team that won 38 straight games. Cason was just a better player than all of these people, in my opinion. I mean, he was drafted top 10 for a reason. I think he was drafted top 10. Uh, he 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 was, right? I already forget. What was, was he drafted? Where did Casey go in? <laughs> like 9 or 10. But I just think he's the best player. Like, I don't think... Was it 7 or was it 10? He was definitely lottery. For some reason, I... Yeah, I, I think, think it was 10. Yeah, going, now that I'm, like, actually seeing all these names next to each other instead of just trying to do it in my head, like, I definitely think Casey's better than Teague, definitely better than Andrew, definitely better than Ashton. Yeah. I think I think it's Kaysen. Are you fine with Kaysen at six, buddy? Oh yeah, definitely. No arguments. I think that's me. actually more obvious right. than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of almost in like a tier like two and a half. Here's where WT is going to want to take Hagens, and we're going to have to talk him down. I don't. I, <laughs> Convince me. Right players, I probably have Convince actually laughed. Me. I'm not going to lie. Convince me not because I'm typing this down right now on the account. Or whoever's typing it down. Uh, so, convince me not to put Ashton Hang at number seven. Ashton Hagen's didn't. Oh, see, what are we calling Ashton's better season? His I think year? for him, because like he is the rare guy to start two seasons in a row. I don't think any other uh, Calipari point guard started two years in a row. Wheeler kind of well, started, is, too. And Andrew Harrison. The thing is, we're throwing it. in Kaysen, too. So if we're throwing in Kaysen, that means that Savier wasn't the primary point guard the whole time. Then then just Andrew Harrison. That's I, oh, yeah, it. Andrew. So Andrew and Ashton Hagens are the two players to start at point guard for two complete seasons in a row. So I think for both of those guys, we have to take in kind of the totality of it. Because we try, if we try to split it up, I think that would be messy. But I feel like we didn't do that with Ulysses. We just gave Ulysses the nod because he had well, a better Ulyss, season. Uh, well, I feel like we're ranking starting point guard seasons. Okay. That's fair. Okay. I My am, gut says I'm Harrison. My my gut says Harrison or Teague. Mm-hmm. I I want to go Teague personally. I personally. I could see Teague. I mean, it's like they're all close together right here. I personally I mean, except for Hagens, he's not close. I have Marcus Teague. <laughs> he's definitely. I have Marcus Teague at the bottom of this tier, personally. Yeah, I have really? Ashton Hagens at the yeah. bottom of this tier. Here's which... why. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to say Hagens at the bottom of this tier. Harrison Teague. Then personally, Hagen's. I think that We're I think that up. Devin Askew could have led the 2012 roster to at least the final four. <laughs> like, if if any of these guys had. Anthony Davis, Terrence Jones, Darius Miller, uh, Deron Lamb, Michael K. Gilchrist playing with them. I don't think you needed much a point guard, and I don't think Marcus Teague was that much a point guard. I mean, how much of a point guard did we need to lead Tyler Hero, P.J. Washington, Reed Travis, and Keldon Johnson to an Elite Eight? Well, I mean... That the four players you just listed are nowhere near the players I listed for 2012. 
Well, there's an elite eight is nowhere near a national champion where you went like thirty eight and two. I mean, that's. I mean, it's. I'm if you were to rank, if no, you're, it's not. Those two teams were <laughs> if not. If you were to rank the other. six main contributors on the twenty twelve championship team, where would Marcus Teague fall? Six. That's what I'm saying. And I would say Ashton Hagens was fifth on an Elite Eight team. I don't know. I mean, I'm outvoted, so I'm going to put – I'm not going to put Ashton Hagens here. <laughs> but, I just, but me and Buddy are, like, splitting the I, vote right now. <laughs> I just wanted to make my case hurt. Yeah, we're also, we're also divided on who goes next. Do you know what? If you want to go Andrew Harrison, I'll go Andrew Harrison. Two Final Fours. All right, Harrison. Yeah. WT, That's you're fine. outvoted. Whatever. So are we going Marcus Teague next? I'm still taking Teague over Wheeler for the next one, or Teague over Hagens and Wheeler for the next one. Yeah, that's fine. That's a cute wild cat. Oh, kitten. thank you. Uh, new cat. Uh, got it like two weeks ago. Yeah, new cat. His name. Nice. Uh, his name's Scratch. Scratch. Well, I was going to say yeah. you name it Scratch. That is there such a clever name. Is he going to do push-ups every time uh, he scores? Well, he touchdown? currently needs to start stop pooping on our carpet, so uh, we're taking baby steps right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so I got hmm. this next year. I have Kaysen, then Harrison, then Teague. Hey, I you mean, gave in. Well, I said my piece. You all didn't accept it. That's fine. I got to take my medicine. You know what? Just for. Just for that, was, I'll let you put. Good. I'll let you put Ashton Hagens over Sadie oh, Wheeler. I, I was not going to let you just for that. <laughs> do you know? Do you, can you imagine how much we would have been crucified? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Actually, if we're just if we're just talking about 2021, I would have Savia Wheeler probably above Andrew Harrison. <laughs> yeah, but he he didn't. He I know. Fell. We just well, actually, are we talking about their primary starting I know. season? I that because we just gave case that's the, other the tough season. part. Because no, but see, that's the thing. There's a difference between developing and getting better your sophomore year, and then you know, getting worse, <laughs> just being actively worse. But it's also, it's also like, I know we're ranking them as individuals, but one lost to St. Peter's and then couldn't even show up to play two minutes against Kansas State when our, our future lottery point guard was playing on one leg, giving it all, playing 39 and a half minutes. And the other, like, like Harrison went to two Final Fours and Teague won a national championship. One got busted by Doug Eater. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we're just like, arbitrarily switching between like stats <laughs> and like March Madness success. Like you mean I'm trying just... to push narratives? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> we're just flipping through and changing the rules. I would every, take every I would time. take twenty twenty one Savvy Wheeler probably over maybe even over Andrew Harris. Ah probably no. Probably over like Teague Hagens. at least over Teague and Hagens, but you add in that twenty twenty you just put <laughs> you just put Teague over Harrison, and now you just said Wheeler's over over Teague, but not Harrison. I, I'm, I'm confused. confused too, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just tough because, like, Savi, like it, objectively, and I think we have to say this as a fan base: Savia Wheeler was good the first year he was here. 
he was really good. So like what he did yes. against North Carolina, I have not seen any player like like that Tennessee. is so good. But we also have to obviously like the more prominent talking point is what he did this past year. So it, it's hard to kind of reconcile how do we rank him just as one person with two completely different seasons. Exactly what we did and put him last. I say we just hold this till after Washington's season, see what he does there. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Did you see he won like the beret for Washington? Like they passed around a beret when you uh, do they, good? They're, they're doing a, uh, their I foreign do. trip is in France. So I think it was just a bit. So Yeah. Oh. But he well, won good. it. He, he apparently had a bunch of assists yeah. or something. He had like He's six really or, or something like that. I know who Scott would put, <laughs> would put next. <laughs> All right, I have on the next. I've right now, I've, based on our conversation, I have Kaysen, then Harrison, then Teague. We'll just go through the whole list because well, we, we have got two it. more left. Oh, okay. Just go go with what we have. So ask far. you and Harrow. We have we have Euless, Wall, <laughs> Fox, Shea, Knight, Kaysen, Harrison, Teague. Hagen's Wheeler. Harrow Askew. Man, that feels low for Wheeler. I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he should be the bottom three. But the thing is, like, that's a safe choice. Okay, but you don't want to get roasted on Twitter. That's the safe choice. But, like, we recognize. Dude, I don't care about (laughs) getting roasted on Twitter. (laughs) But, like, objectively, he was good. I I actively posted, like, a Photoshop today to draw. All the hatred from Louisville fans. If you but guys like, haven't seen it, I'm Andrew Harrison would have never won. WT, here's the thing: we're gonna get like gone on a Bob Cousy list. People are gonna see one. I'm sorry. People are gonna see one Ulysses and two Wall, and not even get to Savir Wheeler before they start roasting. That's him. true, <laughs> dude. That's. I mean, that's. I think this is more. Whatever. That's why you should just go ahead and put Fox number one, <laughs> so that they don't. I think this is going to be more (laughs) saying that Cal Perry has had a ton of really good point guards and Savir just happens to be the not as good version of the good point guards. But I want, I want to make it more complicated right now. If we're going to go with the logic that Kaysen who started running point guard in like January or like, I think like late January, um, he, he's going to be on the point guard list can we put COVID year Davion Mintz, who eventually became starting point guard over Devin Askew? Although I think that was later in the year. That, that might was that like might be too emergency. late. To count. That was like probably yeah, three that games. Yeah, no. You know what? The more that I, we we've been weighing NCAA tournament success in this, and so given That's Wheeler's fine. like lack thereof, I think it's okay if we That's put fair. him in the bottom three. All right. Big thing is. So let's let's get these Do last we put two. Askew <laughs> or Harrow eleventh, and then who goes twelfth? Harrow. Personally, Harrow might be last. Wow! No. Harrow. Harrow could get a ball across. But half here's court the thing. A uh, that's that's fair. But Harrow took the like went to the <laughs> NIT with Nerlens Noel for most of the year. Who did at who did Devin have? <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. That that's a fair point. I just remember Cal once like said with Devin Askew, it's like what we're just trying to do with him is like have him get the ball across half court, pass the ball away, and then just go to the corner. Because, you know, some players just aren't meant to be playing on the ball. Some players need to be better off the ball. Calipari, who is the most, like, overly pro-positive player coach ever, who is always uplifting his players and always pumping sunshine and saying things that aren't true about his players being better than they really are, openly said that his starting point guard just needs to get the ball across half court pass it and then go hide in the corner because he's no, not meant to be handling the you're ball right you're right plus i'm pretty sure do you know that how bad you have to be to say that i'm pretty sure that there was only one team that did as poorly this season as louisville did and it was cal with devin askew so uh he's just he's not gotten well, this better. is all true ryan harrow's job was temporarily replaced by julius mays <laughs> no you're right dude wow uncle julius gosh i'm back and forth man i think this one is going to be one that we're not going to uh, catch flack for either way we put it i put down harrow and ask you just because of recency bias um we just we just don't like devin he's still playing is he still playing college basketball i believe he is <laughs> I think he's he did- going Jamal he did Baker last season, still and they got four wins. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. All right, I think we have our list. I, that's know. a tough. All right, now tell me, where does Zakai Ziegler fit on this list? <laughs> just below, <laughs> just below twenty twenty two. We were actually most of the seasons. Zakai would probably be like right below Kaysen. <laughs> Uh, but specifically when he has a wide open layup against Kentucky. Whoa, no, right below Because he's, he's like objectively good. However, when he has an open layup against Kentucky, he would be bottom of the list. <laughs> I disagree with you. I think, Under I think the, best, the best version of Zakai Ziegler is not better than junior year Sabre Wheeler. I, I, I hate to admit it, but I do like his game. Which means he would uh, not make junior, a junior year Savir Wheeler, he's not better than Teague. The best no, version of him is not better than Teague. And he was our next before Wheeler, right? <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted no, to... No, Wheeler was our 10th. Wheeler was our 10th. Yeah, and then... But Teague was our ninth, correct? No, Hagen's was. Teague was eight. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, everyone except for Askew and Harrow is who I'm putting over... Sakai Ziegler. No, I get what you're saying. I said, but you said sophomore year Wheeler is no, better junior. than what? Okay, I'm whatever. Junior, junior Wheeler. His first year at Kentucky uh, is better than Sakai Ziegler, which makes oh, the okay, Ziegler yes. not make the top ten. That's true. That's true. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said that second year Wheeler was better than Sakai Ziegler at his best, and I was like, I don't know. Hey, do we want right, to? I think. We've exhausted the point guard debate. Wait, like that took thirty minutes. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I think we can yeah. get to some listeners' questions before <laughs> the episode ends, just so we can talk about something else. <laughs> oh, really uh, I wish, I wish Bradley. Oh, Bradley would turn this, this into like a two-hour debate. This goes back to the. <laughs> Bradley would have called Harrow a terrorist. <laughs> 
<laughs> this goes back to the point, though, with John Wall. No, I don't think he's overrated. I do think he's the second best. If you're just counting point guard, like running a Kentucky offense in the Calipari era, I do give Tyler Ewis the nod for the stats that I listed. But John Wall is generational. I think he's a top three player in the Cal era, just behind Anthony Davis and Tyler Ulis. Um, J-Ro, I kind of get what you're trying to put down, but no, John Wall was phenomenal. And his impact off the court was even crazier. I mean, he made Kentucky cool again, which I think WTU no- you noted. Yeah. Um, altogether, he might be the single most impactful player of the Calipari era, right up there with Anthony Davis. I think 1A, 1B. You can make an argument that Final Four in 2011 and the National Championship team in 2012, if John Wall doesn't come here and make us cool, maybe those teams aren't as dominant. Or the 2014 or 15 teams that proceed. It's an argument. All right, y'all. <laughs> All right, into listeners' questions. That was a good discussion. All right, uh, I'll go first just because I, I want to be greedy. Uh, I got Corey HBB in front of the program. Uh, which one and done Calera player would have benefited the most from another year or two, like Ulysses, PJ, or Nick Richards? Um, this question's tough because I think it goes to like who would have, which player would have benefited the most, or which team would have benefited the most from having a player back. Um, I think this isn't a one and done player, but I think the 2015 2016 team would have benefited the most from getting Dakari back. Um, I think the player yes. that would have benefited the most, that's tough to say. Someone in the reply said Jared Vanderbilt, and I think that's a really good answer. Uh, it's hard to think. Maybe Hamadou Diallo. I think that he kind of... Chris Livingston? Oh, I was about I'll say Livingston. Chris that's Livingston, funny. yes, but also he got he got a little bit of a bag for going last in the draft so like maybe it did work out better for him um but uh, man that's tough I, I i'm gonna say because someone else already said jared vanderbilt i'm gonna say hamdu diallo because he went he was still really raw uh after that 2018 team uh i don't think he would have enhanced the 2019 team i don't know if he would have had a defined role but i think extra time in college could have helped him develop a little bit more Maybe maybe this is a hot take and people just think he was hopeless and it's never going to be a great player. I always thought another like a second year of Scal Abyssia. Um, imagine imagine yeah, Scal as the backup something. for Bam instead of Isaac Humphreys. Scal, yeah, well, Isaac. I, Isaac, was, I mean, Isaac was pretty. He did his job, I think we but, said that recently. Uh, I think a more refined Scal could have added something to that 2017 team. I don't know. All right, that's my question. I'll give it I think a, I think a second year would have been really good for Shaden Sharp. <laughs> How dare you. A first year. <laughs> Do we consider him – is he a nun and done? Is that the term for it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoever coined that was just right. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think BJ Boston. I think if you, like – Give him a guy that could actually, a point guard that actually create him shots. Like, if you go from Devin Askew to Saber Wheeler, and then you go from your best court spacer being Dante Allen to being Kellen Grady and even Ty Ty Washington, um, give him a player like Oscar. You give him, like, a veteran, like, team that 
gives him pieces to succeed. I think BJ Boston probably would have developed a lot and could have been like a top ten player in college basketball and could have been a first round pick, Actually, which I think he was drafted ooh. like fiftieth something. I think it would be good True. for him, bad for us. Actually, I think I have maybe. Uh, I think the best of both worlds answer of good for the player and good for the team. Uh, Daniel Orton uh, coming back, he would have event like it, it. We wouldn't have known at the time, but he would have filled that void of Ennis Cantor. I know Josh Harrelson did like a great job of filling that, but he still struggled at times on defense. Uh, so Daniel Orton. Uh, kind of coming back for a year, actually developing some usable po- post skills <laughs> um, uh, would have done good for him, I think. There's a there's a somewhat similar question. This one's a little bit more of a thinker. I, I feel like I, I wish I saw this earlier so I could have thought about it more. Cody McClellan, he says, you can swap any two players from any two Cal teams to get the best shot in winning two titles. Who are the players That's that crazy. you swap? I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking like what if we went with like the point guards we talked about? Ugh, I don't know if that team wins. I'm thinking like if you go what if you put Boogie Cousins on twenty sixteen with Tyler Ulis and you give like 2010 Jamal oh, Murray. Because what killed them was they couldn't make a shot. Like Jamal well, Murray would I make an outside shot. I think that the 2016 shot. team without Jamal Murray would not have done anything, even with Boogie. Yeah. That's where I'm kind of getting stuck. I think that 2016 was more than one piece away. Man, that's tough. I would give hmm. 20 the 2015 team 2016 Alex Poitras <laughs> uh, in exchange mm. for... Uh, Dakari Johnson. So that means that uh, Tyler Eulis and Jamal Murray have an actual center in Dakari Johnson, and that means that the 2015 team has someone that can defend Sam Decker. I'm intrigued. Yeah, that that Poitras injury was... I mean, it didn't hurt us all year. I mean, and then it the worst team that we could have been matched up against. Man. No, I kind of like that answer, but I feel like, I don't know, like at that point, can you just give 2016 Carl Anthony Towns? What? Like, are we sure that 2015 or 2016 would well, be enough? Well, that's the thing is, I don't know if 2015 would be. It, it probably would have because – I mean, with yeah. Willie Cauley Stein yeah, still. Yeah, actually, yeah, I like that answer. You could play Lyles at the floor. Yeah, give 2015 a healthy Alex Poitras and give 2016 the number one overall pick, Carl Anthony Towns. Because the, the, the question's phrased what gives you the best True. shot in winning two titles? So you have to win both of them. I mean, Ulysses Murray and Carl Anthony that, Towns would be fine. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the best answer I can think of. Bud, do you have an answer? Bud, you're muted. You're doing great. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh I've been God. sitting here running my mouth. I'm muted the whole time. <laughs> anyway, I was like, why are they cutting me off? I was like, these dudes are rude. Um, 
<laughs> no, okay. well, anyways, I like that answer. I, I'll just ignore all of that. I was throwing out names, but uh, you know, I mean, that's a good. I'm pondering this over here. I've been thinking about this one. Uh, that's a fantastic question. Yeah. Hey, if, but I might if you're listening to this, later, but I'm gonna have to, go back to that tweet to and reply time. to Cody with what you think. That's a really good question. I'll retweet that. Whoever is uh, the admin of the Rook to Know yeah, I'll retweet it right now. That, throw that out there. Or what do you think? Quote tweet. I'm trying to think. What was the team that needed, like, another guard, but, like, had maybe an extra shooter? I'm trying to think, like, if, 20, if you have, like, 2010, maybe you sacrifice Eric Bledsoe for, like, a like a really good wing that could knock down some shots. Like, what's a team that really could use Eric Bledsoe? We could give up a I'm trying shooter, to think of a team that had like a really good front court. I, I'm trying to think of like teams that made it far but didn't go all the way. Like, yeah, like exactly. what, what you have to think of final the four. The 2014 team, because like That's what their I'm thinking, back maybe. their backcourt was the Twins yeah, and James like... Young, which they were all so streaky. Eric Bledsoe was also streaky, but it gives you one more chance. at <laughs> At something. Like, is Eric Bledsoe for James Young interesting? That that would be... Man. That, that's tough. Because James Young took that's over some games. I don't know if Eric has that capability. He did. That's true. What's 18-19 really missing to beat Auburn and go on? 18-19. Who is their center? Oh, it was uh, PJ and Reed were – they needed rim protection. Mm-hmm. PJ and Reed. Yeah. Give... Uh, a very similar question, Big Bourbon Barrel George. He says, 2010 with De'Aaron Fox or 2017 with Wall, who's more likely to win a title? I would say 2010 with De'Aaron Fox. I would as well, but I would say, like, if I had to run everything back, I would say 2010 with John Wall gives you the best chance to win a title. I just think the yeah, rest think of that team was the, so much better. I would better. rather have the, it the way the teams were built and just play those games against West Virginia and yeah. UNC again. Yeah. One more time, yeah. But I, w- yeah, I would that, say 2010 with Fox if I had to answer the question. I think the team is better. Fox and Monk team is actually the best team wow. Cal's ever had. That's, I mean, fun. just that uh, and the best. I've heard the most they fun. I've heard the most entertaining. Man. I've heard like the highest, best offense. I've, I have yet to hear someone say that they were actually like better than 2012, better than 2015. Yeah, they <laughs> just argument. were. I love it. They just were, man. <laughs> they just were. Yeah, I'm but, tired out here. It's freaking hot. One I'm more sweating right now. <laughs> Oh shoot! Okay, let me find one. He's struggling. I'll I'll find one for you. Here's a good one. Cody Cody McClellan gets a second question in. Uh, this okay. seems to be mocking Indiana University. Um, <laughs> what past regular season play would you have reenacted at this year's Pig Blue Madness? Great questions, Cody. <laughs> Just any play. I think the play that would be the most similar to what Indiana did. I think. Uh, was it? Yeah, it would be the monk shot. I think uh, uh, Nick uh, tweeted that out. Nick McCardell. Yeah, um, but 
uh, the one against UNC because they would ended up losing to the them one later. to beat North Carolina, who was the team the to first time or the second time. But um, yeah, that yeah. that one's tough because like, what's what's a really awesome regular season moment that Anthony Davis's block to oh, beat regular North Carolina? Season yeah, that because that's the have to be that's why we're season? making fun of Sorry, Indiana because the they're celebrating a oh. pointless game. <laughs> Yes. Anthony Davis's block to beat North Carolina. I think we were like that one awesome, and two in yeah. the country or something like that. We were both top it, five. That was really good. Regular season makes yeah. it harder. There's a few dunks I'd I'm like trying to, to think of like. Could... <laughs> yeah. Most of our oh, buzzer beaters have been really boring. Like the the only buzzer beater I can like truly think of is uh, Quad A Green against Vanderbilt was a like fast break layup. <laughs> Vanderbilt. Yeah. Who was it that like threw the ball James backwards Young. and scored on our own goal? James Young. <laughs> yeah, recreate that. <laughs> I'd like to see someone recreate that. You're a fifth mid-major. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I really don't know. We don't uh, – uh, yeah. What if we just – can we recreate like us beating UCLA like by 41 uh, to 7 at half? I mean – I don't know how you would organize that, like as a recreation. That's like a Civil War battle recreation. <laughs> take like two hours. Dude, who is this? Who is this guy? Cody Mc. Cody yeah, McClellan Cody. Where, questions where have every you been? He's if you've been questions. in the chat, we just haven't noticed these awesome questions. Keep it up. These are good. Cody, you're getting wow. you're getting a follow on Twitter right now for your good questions. Incredible. Yep. <laughs> All right. Wait. So, uh, <laughs> you see Skid's uh, question? Do we have to read skids, this off? So I don't. I don't really know what uh, he he says. He's <laughs> this is, this one's actually appropriate, so I'll read it off. But he's he's <laughs> trolling. He says, with Kentucky being a premier landing spot for a lot of recruits, you're going to see a, lots of star-studded players. Spell Jamal wrong. De'Aaron Fox, Jamal Murray, Tyler Eulis, Brandon Knight, etc. Out of all those players, why was John Wall the absolute worst ball player of all time? Wow. <laughs> no skid. He was not bad. He was not overrated. He was fantastic. I also have to say, for everyone that's like, every time I talk about Ulysses and John Wall, I was like, are you even alive yet? Do you even remember that? Were you even a Kentucky fan yet? Yes, I remember John Wall. He was freaking fantastic. That's why he was one of like the three best Kentucky players I've ever when, seen in my entire life. When John life. Wall wanted to I just think Tyler beat was you, a little better. Like it was over me. for you. That that's what set him apart. That's what makes him not overrated. Is those moments of brilliance that no one else in Kentucky basketball history could have done. Now there were some games where he didn't reach that standard, uh, which is probably why so, what some people would point to is like he was inconsistent. But he wasn't inconsistent enough to just like be called overrated. That dude was special. No, that's fair. Yeah. What? Yeah, I. Yeah, just, just, just. Right. I, I know what I'm talking about, guys. I, I remember time, the year 2010 just fine. I need. We need to like pick mm-hmm. a random game to rewatch, like every episode <laughs> on the off season. Like, let's talk. Let's break down this game that happened they- in 2010. You, you got. We, I want to go over this 2011 team. I don't what know if you're legend. following uh, Daniel Hager, but he's like going through the 2011 season right now. He's put like a lot of games. I was like, dang, I kind of forgot about that. Like well, Brandon Knight was that dude. If we had more time, really I would have. Uh, um, he was. 
brought up football because you know football season's like less than two weeks away for us, but uh, <laughs> we we spend too much time talking about John Wall. Well, we brought it up for a whole episode. We brought it up we're for a whole episode, about, and like it was our least listened to episode ever. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we. <laughs> No, we called it the football episodes, and we you got do, we got. You do know that lessons. once the football season starts, we're gonna have to talk about each of the games and like react to them and all that stuff, right? All right. Oh yeah, I plan on it. Uh, who's we? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I think that's a good time yeah. to cut it for today. Thank you for listening to us talk about Kentucky point guards for an hour. Um, I hope. You have better things to do now. What an outro. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Wait that's an outro. A bang. Good to see you all. <laughs> have a good one. Yeah, everybody have a great night. Go Cats. Go Cats, baby. Thanks for listening. <laughs>